Hello, fellow non-existent beings, and welcome to Idle Prattle. I'm your disembodied voice, Eden. Join me in observing the grand ineffable wonder of ordinary things as I sail you down my stream of consciousness. Let's swim in the nonsense, drift and float on an ethereal boat of refulgence. If a podcast gets uploaded and no one listens to it, does it make a sound? This podcast is dedicated to you, who are drawn to listen to it. On today's episode, mushrooms and whatever chain, train, reaction, thoughts (laughs) come up from that. I've been battling, and maybe that is telling, that that's the word that comes to mind, that I feel like I'm battling something rather than surrendering or observing or any other, you know, more neutral terms for for it. But I've had vertigo since probably three o'clock in the morning three days ago. I woke up. I didn't even wake up. I was rolling over to adjust, which I guess is a little bit awake, but I had my eyes closed, and as I was rolling over to adjust in bed, I felt my whole world spinning inside of my head, and it scared me so much that I, even through the dizziness, the vertigo, I shot up out of bed, and I felt my way to the kitchen using the walls because I was so so dizzy and out of it to go check the oven because I was (laughs) convinced that what was happening was some kind of either gas leak or CO2 poisoning something because it it was intense and when I saw that it wasn't on under the the oven wasn't on the, the burners weren't on I you know, came back to the bedroom and woke up my partner, asked him if he felt like there was anything off. He felt fine. So ever since then, I have, it was, it was really intense for hours that night. Um, I threw up twice. (sighs) (sighs) And ever since then, I have felt very off. Um, the following day I got, I forget what it is, some kind of medication to help with like seasickness and it really didn't do anything at all for me. So I pretty much spent that day in bed and yesterday was in and out of napping and trying to force myself to be up and around, but also getting these bouts of like if I turned my head even slowly, it would start to wobble everything. And (laughs) I was thinking when I I finally got to take a shower today, I was thinking in the shower, I wonder if I made it worse for myself by getting up and being awake. If I had just been like, oh, I feel dizzy and just drifted back off to sleep, if if that would have... Um, you know, if, if I would still be battling vertigo three days later, (laughs) um, maybe I would have just slept it off and, you know, none the wiser. Oh, it's part of a dream, whatever, whatever. But no, had to wake up, had to be startled awake and interrupt whatever my brain was up to. Um, so yeah, that was, that was a little shower thought. Oh, I'm very tired now, apparently. That was my shower thought for today because I just don't understand how vertigo can last this long for no apparent reason. I don't I don't have an earache. I I'm I mean, I guess I could have an ear infection and not know it, though I don't I mean, I feel like you would probably feel something like that. So I don't know what's caused it. Um, everything that I've Googled <laughs> has not really caused me any concern. 
Um, and given that the, the medication that I got from the telemedicine call did nothing, it, you know, that's supposed to help with issues that are ear related or just generalized seasickness. And that's not what I have. So it's gotta be neurological. Yay. Um, I have, (laughs) I have thought like, this is kind of my worst, not my worst nightmare, but every time I've done drugs in the past, I've had a fear that the high would last forever. And, and here I am now, three days into vertigo, and it is, I mean, I feel... There was one point yesterday where I I felt like I was almost floating out of my body. Like I didn't have any roots to my body. It was, it was very extreme lightheadedness, like, like nothing was going on up there and, and that I didn't need my body. It was weird. And then of course I passed out after that feeling. Um, not immediately, but I would say within minutes I was dozed off and I've also felt very heavy in my body at other times. Um, when I'm not feeling the vertigo, I can feel like, I feel like the gravity is pulling on me really bad. Um, and so it's just been all kinds of weird sensations, like acute sensations that I feel like only somebody who's on drugs would be feeling but I have not done any drugs. (laughs) So I don't know what to make of this. And it's funny because this, this was kind of the, the fear of like feeling things that you're uncertain about. And then they just, they, you keep feeling them. Excuse me. Keep feeling them past. <laughs> You're like, okay, when's this gonna be over? I've, I've been high for three days. I wonder. Oh, that must be how people who've done meth feel like. I can't. I couldn't. I never felt drawn to doing meth because, because of the people who have like stayed up for days at a time. I'm like, that sounds terrible. I love sleep. I love just being in bed, cozy wozy. Um, I don't want to be up like scrubbing tiles with toothbrushes or, you know, I, that's just kind of the, the vibe I get from meth and people's stories of meth. On that note, um, I found something really cool. I hope I can read it, but I found a very interesting story on, and I might be saying this wrong, erowid.org. Erowid, Erowid, they are an organization who does um, a lot of demystifying work on drugs. And it can be as, you know, quote unquote benign as things like alcohol or caffeine um, and, you know, all the way up to different types of psychedelics and blah, 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 blah. It's a lot of education on it. And they have forums where people can go and share their experience on certain types of um, whatever. And I found this really good one. Um, I, I immediately, as soon as soon as I started actually reading it, because I was put off by it at first. It's in I want to AMA or some kind of you know formal college type of that kind of format. I was reading it and I. And I was like, why I going through the table of contents and stuff? I'm like, this is way too formal. I don't know how good this is going to be. But when I went down to the actual journey part, thanks to the table of contents, <laughs> I could find it. Um, the journey itself, I was transported back into the mindset of being on magic mushrooms. That's how good the writing is. And... I thought it might be interesting, since I'm feeling a little off kilter, if I read that aloud and hopefully do it some justice.
The Journey While driving up to the hiking locale, I decided that I would eat the cubes in the parking lot bathroom. Light had informed me that the effects would mostly wear off by the time I completed the six to eight hour hike, leaving me fully capable of safely driving home. I gathered my equipment like I would on any other hike upon arriving and parking the car. The only difference this time around was that, in my left pocket, I had a baggie of gold caps. My right pocket, meanwhile, contained a note that I wrote to myself. Have a nice trip. Remember, all things must pass. I had read somewhere that a magic mushroom neophyte had inscribed a laconic and straightforward message on the palm of his hand, something along the lines of, You are going to be okay. He explained this simple reminder became an important anchor when the experience got to be too much for him. Inspired by this idea, I decided to do something similar by writing this note to self, hoping that the subolient behest along with one of my favorite quotes, this one attributed to George Harrison, would come in handy should I ever need it. It was now the moment of truth. I walked to the nearby one-person restroom. Once inside, I did not hesitate. I ate half of the mushrooms. Half of an eighth, or 1.75 grams, as Light had recommended. To my surprise, I found the taste of the cubes to be not only tolerable, but curiously agreeable. If I had to describe the flavor, I would liken it to sour dark chocolate with earthy undertones. I will mention here that I consumed this initial dose almost on an empty stomach in hopes that the experience would be hastened and magnified. Furthermore, I chewed them thoroughly in that noisome pit latrine in order to curtail the risk of digestive complications. I had had one terrible incident with undercooked shiitake in the past, so I definitely wanted to promote ease of body after consuming a novel species of mushroom. Zero hour, zero minute. Immediately after eating the cubes, I started a stopwatch. Previous resources indicated that the trip should last between four to six hours. Will I even be able to read my watch? I then headed towards the start of my favorite trail, one that I had heretofore hiked at least ten times, and began the ascent. Zero hours, ten minutes. The totality of my decision suddenly hit me like a tsunami. There was no turning back, come what may. I felt a little peace of mind, knowing that the trail should have a paucity of hikers on this day. It was a summer weekday in May, after all, Friday the 13th, in fact. And this was also opportunely the first day of ceremonies for graduates at my local university. If there was anyone hiking today, they would probably be old-timers who would not be able to complete the formidable hike to the crest. Although it felt good to know I would probably enjoy some moments of solitude on this sylvan mountain during my trip, I couldn't help but wonder at the same time if I might end up needing succor later on. Zero hour, twenty minutes. Well, this is boring. I couldn't tell at this point if anything out of the ordinary was happening but I began to feel rather tired and heavy. I attributed this not to the shrooms, but to waking up much earlier than I had intended in my avidity to finally try magic mushrooms. So far, nothing. No effects. Low dose? Zero hour, thirty minutes. I finally began to notice something strange, but not exceedingly odd. I was more clumsier than usual. Maybe you're just always this clumsy. No surprises there. Then I observed myself becoming repeatedly weak-kneed for split-second intervals. It was as if my brain was no longer continuously sending my leg muscles all the necessary signals required to put one foot in front of the other consistently. <laughs> and that's why it's called trippin'. I staggered onwards, starting to suspect that the cubes might finally be affecting me. Zero hour, forty minutes. Shouldn't colors be more vivid or something? That's what's supposed to happen first, right? I stood and stared for a moment at a young tree conspicuously displaying fall colors amid the vast verdure. I continued to wonder whether or not the gold caps were actually taking effect or if I was just imagining things. Zero hour, fifty minutes. 
Well, if you don't trip, at least you'll get a great hike out of this. That's not too bad. Yeah, enjoy this day. At least do that. I am definitely eating the other half once it hits an hour. One hour, zero minutes. All right then, bottoms up. One hour, ten minutes. I don't get it. I'm looking at the peak, the trees and all, and... But nothing, still nothing. Maybe. What if your body's immune? <laughs> what luck. Lucky you. One hour, twenty minutes. Here we go. The first major saddle. Almost there. Still nothing. Were those real? What did I just eat? Did light get scammed, or... Oh, well. Whatever. Enjoy the hike. One hour, thirty minutes. What the hell? I should be feeling something. Anything. Definitely should feel something by now. Hmm. I don't get it. Here's the saddle. Made it. Rest? Water? Eat something. Sure. Why not? I was sat on a log getting ready to take a break. Wait, hold on. Closed-eyed visuals. Didn't you read that those happen the first thing that happens usually? Well, let's see. This is when it all went wrong slash right. My God, holy shit. I was startled by what materialized within a couple of seconds, and I instantly opened my eyes. In that fleeting moment, I glimpsed visuals that were beyond words. These symmetric shapes and variations thereof seemed to be alive, seemed to be breathing. The towering ponderosa pines all around me were slow dancing in the morning breeze. My eyelids, consequently, fluctuated between being bathed in sunlight or kissed by shade according to nature's perpetual symphony. The subtle variations of warm red and cool blue hues that I saw through closed eyes had a profound effect on the kaleidoscope of geometric figures I had seen. I also noticed that my eyes were twitching ever so slightly prompting the forms to further morph into increasingly intricate, boundlessly beautiful, and unbelievable structures. A grin bloomed on my face. I closed my eyes again. More awe-inspiring organic geometry. I understood during this moment what others were trying to express when they would describe these visuals as sneak peeks into the fourth dimension. My background in higher mathematics made me wary of this grand claim, but I understood the intention behind it. This realm, it would seem, was well beyond standard comprehension. I could not endure observing these visuals for too long since it felt like I was being gradually devoured by them. With each passing moment, I was slowly evaporating and exiting what I had previously known and clung to as reality and entering the infinite. Well, guess this is what you signed up for. Signorard now. I was now becoming convinced that this journey would indeed be something else. However, one glaring concern emerged as a result. What's everyone going to think? What if they find out? I'm sitting here with my eyes closed. How long have I been here? Is it normal to sit this long? Does anyone care, really? Wait, am I sitting still? My jaw, it's dropping. Why is it dropping? When did this happen? Okay, calm down. Easy. In my efforts to feign normal behavior, I decided that it would probably be best to resume hiking. I tried standing up. This was a terrible mistake. To my absolute surprise, this proved to be uncharacteristically difficult. I can only imagine that I looked like someone who tried to rise while his two legs had completely fallen asleep. Immediately after trying to get up, I fell and caught myself on the log upon which I had been sitting. I quickly looked around to see if anyone saw that. Nobody. Haha, <laughs> that was weird. Alright, take two. Success. I managed to stand up. Good. Now, back to the trail. The journey I had impatiently anticipated had begun at last. I could no longer effortlessly walk. Imagine trying to walk when you don't even know where your legs are in time and space. I relied on my eyes to confirm that my legs were indeed still below me. 
I struggled to command my body to execute the necessary steps in order to move myself forward. Okay, no doubt about it, you are on shrooms. You are high on shrooms right now. Definitely. No question. Trippin'. This should be interesting. One hour, 30 question mark minutes. Alright, you found the sign. Trail sign. Let's... I know. Pretend to read it. Is there anyone watching? No. Wait, don't check. That's weird. That'll look weird. Suspicious. Wait, no. What? What is this sign? What is it saying? I can see words, but... Stop. Stop moving. English. Is this... It is? Yeah. There are letters, but what... What does it say? You've seen this sign before. Why can't I read this now? What is... Just morning? Out of the blue, a much older hiker suddenly burst my confused thought bubble with his casual, cordial greeting. Oh no, shit. Uh, what do I say? Hello? No. Say, you say hello. No. Too cold. Not like you. How are you... you doing? Good morning. How are you? I remember that this gentleman seemed to offer an intelligible response, but I could not make sense of it in the least, in my confused state. Oh man, this will be fun. Real fun. Focus. Act natural. Come on. I completely ignored whatever he said and instead asked where the trail sign was. Keep in mind that it was a few feet in front of me during this entire conversation, if it could even be called that. It's right there. You're looking at it. Oh, yeah. Hey, thanks. By some miracle, I found the trail that I was looking for at last and hurried along it, dismayed by this encounter. God damn it, that was real bad. Okay, it's okay. Just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. The man murmured something in my direction as I was walking away from him. At least, I thought he did. My disquietude had been amplified. I worried more and more that I would be caught red-handed in the act of consuming illicit substances. I tried nonchalantly to pull out my little note from my bright pocket and read it. All things must pass. All things must pass. Huh, what a nice note. Thanks, me. Why are these letters crawling? Alarmed at how alive the letters had become, I stopped dead in my tracks and stared at them in revulsed awe. They were worms writing on the paper. How am I... Wait, no. Don't stand. Move. Don't stand on the trail, stupid. Not normal at all. That's not normal. I still don't understand why, but I turned around and hurried back to the trail sign to look at it one more time. I was sure that the older man hadn't moved an inch and had constantly been staring at me in my antics the whole time but I was too scared to confirm this surmise with my eyes. Don't look at him. He'll see your pupils. They get bigger, I think. They're supposed to get bigger, right? Careful. Focus. After trying and failing to ignore this man's presumed unbroken gaze, an unimpressed stare that I was sure could see right through my hopeless ruse, I turned once more to resume my hike. Great. Fuck, he's here. You'll see him. You have to bump into him again. He's not going anywhere. No escape. Hike. Hike to the top fast. One hour, question mark, question mark, minutes. Oh man, bad idea. Such a bad idea. Why? Why did I do this? Never, 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 never again. No. They're gonna find you. They will find you. And it's over. They know only a matter of time. They'll know. They'll know the truth. Normal. No jail. Don't go to jail. Do not go to jail. All your hard work? Gone. No. Don't go to jail. Oh, please. Focus. Come on now. Fuck. My lip. Lower lip. Numb? Where is it? Left hand, too. Numb. Pinky? No, no, what, what is this? What's even happening? Fuck! 
I started to vigorously rub my left hand, ring, and pinky fingers with my thumb to make sure they were still there. I rubbed them with such intensity that I was sure they would snap off like crisp baby carrots breaking in two if I wasn't careful. Sometime after the effects of the mushrooms had long worn off, I would blame the watch on my left wrist for the profound numbness in my two fingers. Perhaps it was buckled too tight. This thought didn't occur to me at the time. Where are they? My lips? Hands? Legs? And my eyes? <laughs> Congratulations! This is it. You're on shrooms. You did it. Isn't this what you were looking for? Looking forward to? From here on out, I decided that the best way out of this self-induced mess was to continue to hike until I would reach the summit. I suddenly had one mission, and one mission alone, to absolutely conquer the mountain. Nothing else in my life mattered. I realized, however, that tripping on the trail would be the same as tripping on the summit. But I managed to convince myself anyway that reaching the peak would magically axe the ordeal. I was filled with fervor the likes of which I had seldom experienced in my life, invigorated by my sole objective of ending this dumb experience, thereby not getting in trouble. So stupid. Never do this again. No, what were you thinking, idiot? Stop, stop hating. Get through this. Focus. You will. Yes, you will get through this. Do it! Those last two words echoed in my mind in Shia LaBeouf's voice. His command catapulted me into action. I definitely owe him one for that former meme du jour. I miraculously regained full control of my body. I could suddenly hike properly and maintain a swift tempo. Hopefully this would allow me to outpace the older man. I could not entertain the idea of having a conversation with him or anyone else ever again. In my mind, I was sure that he already knew everything about me, and my heart would instantaneously give out that I would die from the errant distress if I heard him say anything to me. I had become afraid of everything. The visuals now appeared with my eyes wide open, noises were amplified, and the sunlight became mercilessly bright. Everything knew the truth about me. Everything was against me. Friends. Do I... did I have friends? I need someone. Need help. Man, why? Why alone? What were you thinking? What a fool. Good going. Just great. Why sweat? Why am I sweating this much? This is crazy. My left hand is still... <laughs> my feet, that must hurt. Why don't I feel hurt? Pain? Bones will break. That should be hurting. Are they already broken? Why isn't this hurting? I was plodding along in such a way that I was practically begging for a sprained ankle at every footstep. It was as if my ankle muscles temporarily shut down, yet I persisted in my trek. It dawned on me that my body had become entirely numb to pain. I realized in that moment what Pink Floyd meant in comfortably numb. The only difference here was that I was far from comfortable. I was wholly terrified. This is dangerous. This is bad. I can't feel pain. Hurt myself? I could die. You could die. Holy shit. It then became crystal clear. My life was now in grave danger. This thought troubled me deeply. I could not stop hiking, however. My body seemed to be on permanent autopilot, maneuvering through the rocky trail against my will. I had hoped that I, at least, looked like an obsessed, absent-minded hiker trying to set a new personal best time on his trail or something, i.e. not someone progressively losing his mind and body. Every other second, I would miss a step entirely, barely catching myself from falling with the other precariously placed foot. I imagined, surely, anyone watching me stagger along the path would know at once that I was high on shrooms. Keep cool. Steady. Keep hike. Hiking. Keep hiking. Act normal. 
focus, focus, watch the trail. Why am I so damn thirsty? Oh, holy shit. Wait, do I have water? Ugh, this bandana, it's choking. I can't breathe. Without hesitation, I sat down in the middle of the trail, flung my sweat-drenched forehead bandana off to the side, and made an attempt to get my water chug out of my backpack. Ah, oh, wait, no, what the hell? Get off the trail, come on. Fuck, think. I picked up my bandana and moved to the other side of the trail, trying once more to sit down and free the water jug from my backpack. Oh my god, where's the zipper? Where are you? Stop moving. My hands, they're so numb. Where are they? Stop. <sighs> Relax. Act normal. Breathe. <sighs> Just get your water. Why does this keep moving? Stop. I need zipper. Can't breathe. Need water. Come on. I finally did it. The cooling sensation of the water felt so good when everything was going so wrong. I almost drank the entire gallon. Wait, no, it's not time. Save it. You're gonna run out. Oh, damn it. Stop. Relax. Act normal. Damn it. I'm out of water. Just about. What now? Ah. Oh, Great, just great. Luckily, I still had half a gallon of a sports drink left. I was going to be more abstemious about it. However, I was not even a quarter of the way done with this hike, and I had drank nearly all of my liquids. I usually completed this hike with half a gallon of water and half of the sports drink left. At this rate, I would certainly become dehydrated during this torrid May day. Could you tell? If you ran out, would you, would you feel death, dehydration? What is that, that like? Try to remember. What does thirst feel like? Oh, your heart. It's fast. Ooh, why is it beating like that? And sweat, so much sweat. Please stop, please, no more. Stop. <sighs> Well, congrats, really. Congratulations. This is it. Magic mushrooms. Is this not expected, sunshine? Fuck, I'm done. No more, please. No more. Oh, yes. Done. Completely done. Never doing this again. I have to warn others. <laughs> if I survive. Oh, man, survive. Why, why, why did I do this again? I checked my watch to see how much time had passed, hoping that the psilocybin-induced effects were due to wear off soon. No avail. I could not comprehend the melange of lines and dots that were frolicking on the face of my watch. <laughs> right! There goes time! Question mark hour. Question mark, question mark, minute. The notion of time is meaningless now. All I can do here is recall significant events in the order that they happened. Happily, my fragmented thoughts were starting to make some sense again. This relief was short-lived. I saw an elderly couple up ahead on the trail. No, 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 shit. What do I do? Should I turn around? But then there's the other man. Should I just end this hike? How? God Damn it, look what you've gotten yourself into. No, returning to the car is pointless. Then what? You sit there confused? You'd want to drive it. Maybe you'll drive it. You can't. Don't do that. Don't. No. Fuck. Suck it up. Just talk to them. What do you say? What's your story? Student. University. Tutor. Math. Mexican. No. Yes. Gah! Remember your home, your parents. Who are they? What language do they speak? Wait, what language do you speak? You know all of them. English, math, Chinese, Spanish, French, German. 
There's no such thing as language. No languages. But they don't know that. Or do they? Can they see that? Ah, stop. Get it together. Your story. Who are you? Alvis. Einstein. Maybe. But now... Jesus? No. Socrates. Hess. Gandhi. And Muhammad. John Lennon and the Beatles. Dostoevsky. Al Pacino. Who and what's good morning? No. No, fuck. I'm not ready. I have no detailed recollection of this exchange. I can only remember that there were two inquisitive floating heads looking at me, looking through me, picking me apart, dissecting me, judging me for my bad decisions. This was not congruent with the beautiful, loving, faintly concerned faces that I saw looking at me. Maybe they asked me how things were going. I know I said the words, good summer, break, university, enjoying, and hike in some kind of order. But I can't remember much else beyond that. Additionally, my legs refused to come to a halt once I caught up with the pair. My body was oblivious to their existence, it seemed. Shit, what was that? No, wrong, all wrong, stupid. Ah, fuck this. I can't do this. I'm done. Stop. Please, just stop. No more. After some gray silence, I heard murmurs directed at me once again, just as I did with the first gentleman I bumped into. What if it's all in your head? At this point, anything goes. They did it. He did. How can I be sure of anything? They know. They know. That's it. They know you took shrooms. You're ignoring your school. You're a bad student. A terrible friend. Liar. A fake. Fraud. Loser. They know. Fuck. Everyone knows. No. Somebody loves you. Right? No. Maybe. Maybe someone. Your parents. Who? Parents. House. Spanish. Who are they? Uh, who am I? Who the hell was I? Fuck. Fuck this. Fuck this shit. All of it. My attention then turned to my mortal requisites, augmenting my worry. You know you need water, but you're not thirsty. But you're hiking so fast, sweating like crazy. Slow down. Stop. Let's get some water. Wait, you drank your water. No more. But you need water. And still numb. Still. Fuck. I placed a hand over my heart to make sure it was still beating. Fast. Why is it going so fast? It'll explode. No, stop, please. No more. Stop. And my skin is so thin. I could pull my heart out. So fragile. Careful. You have limits. Mortal. Mortal. Body bag. I had to remind myself frequently to breathe. <sighs> so dizzy. Breathe. Deep. Inhale. Deep. Exhale. Wait, no, that's not normal. Nobody breathes like that. And why am I yawning so much? So deeply. Isn't normal, is it? Normal, normal, normal. What is that? What is that? What does that mean, normal? I burped. <laughs> Is that normal? I looked at my inebriated feet. They were still stepping haphazardly, yet somehow my ankles remained unsprained. Or perhaps I couldn't feel it if they were. With every graceless step forward, I could feel growing cramps in my legs, at least. 
Whether or not regaining the ability to feel physical discomfort was a good thing, I wasn't sure. Man, this can't be good. Are those cramps? Yes, strange. I need water. No, save it. Stop stepping like that. Stop. Normal. Just be normal already. As you can see, dear reader, my capacity to conduct myself in a normal manner, whatever that meant, was receding, and with it my grip on the lifeline secured to reality, or what I had conjured reality to be, was also loosening. Question mark hour. Inverted question mark question mark minutes. Sometime after my encounter with the old couple, I noticed that my sense of hearing had become uncomfortably heightened while the ubiquitous visuals made it difficult to differentiate between ground and not ground. Sounds were louder and would resonate through me, my footsteps echoed eternally across the wilderness, and my breath was so omnipresent, primordial sound reverberating throughout the cosmos. Sound affected time, low-pitched sounds slowed down time, and vice versa. The sound of my footsteps, in particular, instantly caused the perceived passage of time to retard or accelerate in accordance with the frequency. That's it. Time travel must exist. What happened next has been etched in my memory ever since. I can still recall this scene one year later in vivid detail in my mind's eye. It pains me that I am not an artist in the traditional sense of the word. If I had the talent, I would become a recluse and dedicate my waking hours to transferring this memory onto some tangible medium. Unfortunately, words are the only tools at my disposal for now. This scene occurred when I looked up and stared at the distant summit. Now, this is no hyperbole. I felt like I had glimpsed the source. That I had seen infinity tucked away in the sky just above the mountaintop. I can't fully explain it, but what I saw seemed to consist of that limitless potential on par with the singularity during the genesis of the observable universe. The mountain, meanwhile, stretched towards the heavens until it merged with the ineffable energy above. Surrounding altocumulus clouds arranged themselves into intricate snowflakes while nearby wind-caressed trees nodded their silent jubilation. A town could be seen in the distance from this mountainside. As I was staring at it, I discovered that I could instantaneously teleport to any location. The swimming pool of a teenager's picketed house in the far city, for example. Or even back home where my family received me with smiles and open arms. I teleported to the summit as well without any difficulty. I could materialize anywhere. However, when I was on the summit, I looked down and saw the speck that was my body, still hiking on the trail. I understood, right then and there, that I was still bound to my physical form to an extent. Consequently, I lost interest in teleporting altogether and came back to my body to resume hiking as one. I came across a clearing in the woods and decided to rest. Here, I drank all of my water. During this respite, I distinctly remember that I struggled to eat a meal bar, fumbling to open and tear the packaging, break a piece off, transport it to my mouth, chew adequately, and swallow, all in that order. Every stage of this hitherto simple algorithm was now foreign to me. To make matters worse, I worried that my teeth would escape and ascend into space if I opened my mouth for too long. Convinced that I had attracted a crowd at this rate, I worried that my inability to eat the meal bar with ease would make everyone around me instantly sure that I had consumed magic mushrooms while hiking this mountain. It was a downward spiral. The more my frustration with this bar grew, the more difficult this task became. This was a blessing in disguise. My exasperation exhausted me to the point where I stopped caring about being found out. Well, looks like you're screwed either way. Might as well enjoy what you can. 
After gathering the courage to look around me and realize that, in fact, there was no angry mob ready to drag me to the stony lonesome, I went up to the first nearby tree I saw and slowly placed my hand on its trunk. I felt an incredible yet gentle shock through my entire body. I felt like the tree was communicating to me through my antenna hand. I hugged it. <laughs> now you're a tree hugger. Of course, it was only a matter of time. I felt so loved by this new found amicus. I thanked my dear friend and mentioned aloud that I had to be on my way. Well, that's definitely normal. Eh, who cares? They know. Your secret's out. And who cares? Do you? Do they really? They cling to normal. Who are you? Hmm. What's your identity again? You don't even know. You really think you're in control. Well, I think you're crazy. Nature began communicating to me in more explicit ways. A fern touching my cheek would be a merry greeting. An attractive, yes, even sexy, fallen log in the middle of the trail would offer itself to me. The birds were whispering in my older brother's voice, saying that everything was going to be okay. I suddenly noticed the scores of buzzing insects all around me. Their incessant noise had a dispiriting effect. They were not only buzzing outside of my body, but they were buzzing through me as well. I could hear them directly in my ear, within my skull, within my whole body. There was no escaping their persistent cacophony. In addition to these creatures, there was a plethora of small, blue-black moths of some sort. They too went right through my body as if I was not corporal, as if I were some ghost, tickling my insides unabatingly. I had a whole new understanding of the phrase butterflies in my stomach. To further complicate matters, plants and rocks constantly morphed into animals and vice versa. I can't recall exactly how many snakes, tree roots I stepped on, or how many squirrels, trees I bumped into. At some point, I leaned onto a rock on the side of the trail to support myself. To my surprise, I instantly cannonballed into the earth. Imagine walking blithely and then suddenly falling into an ocean. I was swimming beneath the ground, and all below me was darkness as though I had discovered some glitch in reality. The ground seemed to cradle me in its arms and welcome me home, which was more disturbing than comforting. I swam back to the surface and continued the path. Hmm, home. What is that? You had a home once, back then. Parents, too. Family, friends. What is home? Well, this is home. This has always been home. You know that. Why did you forget? I can't explain when, why, or how it happened, but... All of my disquietude melted away at once. It was at this moment that my magic mushroom journey took a welcome turn for the better. Inverted question mark, question mark hour, question mark, question mark minute. I am immortal! There is no such thing as death! There never has been! I persisted in my efforts to continue hiking, but I questioned whether or not I was even on the right trail anymore. It felt like I should have reached the crest eons ago. Concepts like up and down, near and far, no longer made sense, so it was impossible to tell if I was hiking uphill or downhill, getting closer or farther to the summit. It's okay. You know one thing. This is a trail. It leads somewhere. It has to. Keep following it. You'll be okay. Don't look up. Don't do that again. Keep on the path. You'll find something. You have to. I was certain that a bear and a mountain lion were following me at this point and that, that they were fully aware of my vulnerable state. No problem. I'll talk to them. They'll understand. 
I'm on a quest. The impossible quest. They'll understand. They must. I was in no position to defend myself against the duo if they suddenly attacked. I didn't worry at all since I was sure that I would not need to resort to violence anyway. Everything could be sorted out through wordless communication. I know they're watching me. I know they're following me. They're confused. I understand their confusion. I was once confused. Inverted question mark, question mark, inverted question mark, question mark. Still alive somehow, I finally reached the last saddle on this hike before the short ascent to the summit. I rested here, enjoying what remained of the sports drink. As I was soaking in the scenery at this high elevation, I could tell that the effects of the psilocybin were subsiding at last. I felt gratitude, the likes of which no words could sufficiently describe. It was hard to believe that I had somehow made it this far in one piece, alone, and high as a kite. On some level, memories of friends and family contributed to this happy consequence, and I was thankful that I could hold on to them in my darkest hours. I could not endure this hardship without drawing on this wealth of love, and without the realization that these people would be devastated to find out that I had died in some fatuous magic mushroom misadventure. I understood then and there with errant conviction that I was in charge of the course of my life and what meaning I chose to ascribe to it. I was reminded that I had much to offer myself and others and that I was being foolish to ever doubt that. However, after the incredible experience, it was impossible to feel proud. I was just another drop in the ocean. This thought was actually reassuring, empowering even, and it brought a smile to my face. <laughs> oh, you really gotta stop taking yourself so seriously. Although I had already known this at the intellectual level, that love says I am everything and wisdom says I am nothing, between the two my life flows. It wasn't until this moment that I fully understood it. During this juncture in my life, consolidating this truth meant the world to me. I cannot thank my magic tour guide enough for intimating this revelation alone. I unceremoniously arrived at the summit. I was alone, yet this did not make me sad. How could I be sad? I was just reminded that I deserve my own love, respect, and trust just as much as everyone else. This was the most traumatizing and liberating experience that I'll probably ever know. I toured the hell within my mind and emerged with a new understanding of the totality of who I am. I am capable of great things, but first, I have to stop being so damn hard on myself 24-7. This eternal voyage showed me that self-castigation was doing me no favors in the long haul. Yes, I'm aware that this insight is nothing new, that... This is yet another species of those interminable platitudes that have percolated into social media in the form of pretty and vapid inspirational quotes set against some natural backdrop, but hear me out on this. Clichés exist for a reason. Let it go. You are amazing. You are enough. Four hours, zero minutes. The concept of time finally made sense again. About four hours had passed, apparently. I laughed aloud and thanked my fast metabolism for saving the day. After enjoying the well-earned 360-degree view for some time, I headed straight for my favorite summit rock, a welcome stone in the shape of a beanbag. Supine atop it, I let go at last. I relaxed like I had never relaxed before in my life. I truly dropped all of my worries, all of my clinging to labels and identities, and all concerns about my solitude atop the lofty, cloud-graced mountain replete with discordant flies and adorably aggressive ladybugs, I let go at last. There is a notebook housed in a special metal box on the summit in which hikers can write anything they desire. After conquering this arduous hike, I opened it up and wrote the first thing that came to mind. 
the beauty of life is seeing with new eyes. For the remainder of the hike, I can only recall feeling extremely at peace with the world. I found it laughably easy to really connect with fellow hikers on the descent. Meaningful exchanges came naturally all of a sudden. It was all surreal and sublime. It's my sincere belief that the suffering I withstood combined with the consequential self-reflection and acceptance contributed substantially to this grand outcome. So that was my reading of an academic style paper I found on erowid.org called At the Edge of Infinity by Paul Vandridge. Vandridge. Hmm. Um, I started at the second paragraph into the journey, but there, there's a lot, a lot more to that paper. Um, so if you want to check it out, you can visit that website. There's a lot of other um, informative stuff there. One thing I, I noticed while I was editing is that <laughs> when I got to the point where I said I could no longer effortless, uh, it's happening again, effortlessly, <laughs> I'm just going to skip over that word, talk, while I was simultaneously reading someone's experience um, uh, of, you know, someone else's experience of not being able to effortlessly walk, um, it because re I really struggled with getting over that lingual hump there, uh, it made me wonder, like, what consciousness is and whose thoughts are whose and how other people's thoughts and words and symbols and stuff can affect our our own thoughts or just really really shows the vulnerability of the mind um and then when he was talking about time travel i was like yeah time travel does exist in our minds as memories was probably the the more mainstream way to think about that, but but that's how you would time travel is in your brain. You do it all the time. So that was another interesting takeaway for me. I don't know. There's a lot to unpack there because it's it's um, everyone kind of has very similar experiences with shrooms. With like geometry is one understanding um the oneness of everything um there's a little bit of identity that he was struggling with i don't know if that's just a personal take or if other people have more of that um i i have i want to say primarily done done it done these types of hallucinogens with uh with females <laughs> <laughs> with my lady friends um I don't know that we have anything like that that's that's an interesting thing um I do know that a lot of people have that kind of ego death um experience when they take hallucinogenics so it'd be interesting to to see if I can find more stuff like that um Anyway, I don't want to ramble too much. Um, there was something else I wanted to say. But I think ultimately, maybe the next podcast episode that I do is going to dive more into consciousness somehow. Because that I feel inspired to talk about the mind a little bit more, more than I can cover in an outro. <laughs> um, also, if you'll notice, this is the first episode where my intro is scripted. It felt very strange recording that. I don't know if I'm gonna reuse that, <laughs> but for the sake of this episode, I wanted to prove to myself that I could read a script. All right, well, um, you know, 
as always, thank you for listening. And I hope that something in this episode resonated with you and gives you some food for thought. Enjoy the rest of your day.